Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. 10-minute Tuesday. What to do when adults want different things, when two adults appear, or more than appear actually, want very different things. What do you do? Uh, Now, most people, maybe you, are terrified of conflict. They imagine that when two adults want different things, that spells disaster. That can only lead in divergence. That's separation. That's the end of a working relationship, be it friends, be it co-workers, be it your spouse, that... Uh, that's a disaster when when people are really clear and they stop pretending and so you know often conflict is avoided because people just keep quiet they suffer in silence they go along they're not happy but they kind of pretend that they are so you can avoid conflict by pretending but then there are times where things bubble to the surface and it's very apparent that two people want different things Things get said out loud on purpose. I want this. I want this. I like this. I don't like that. I want to do this. I don't want to do that. So then you have an impasse. (laughs) Then there's a problem. And what happens next is always uh, quite alarming for people. Raises their blood pressure, creates sleeplessness, a lot of panic. I have a bit of a reputation in my circle as being someone who loves conflict. And I think that's unfair because I don't love conflict. I just I just think that things are a bit more solvable than the average punter, I believe. I think that there's just a way through and if we can if we can just think clearly about this and get out of the emotional turmoil, I reckon we'll find a way through this that won't be too hard and we may even have some fun in the process. I got invited into a business negotiation uh, a, a month ago or so and it was it was high level and it was high stakes. So, so senior partners inside an organisation who were at loggerheads over a specific issue, and it had been simmering for a while, and it had come to the surface, and an email had been sent, and conversations had been had, and now it was full blown conflict. And so, I was invited to come in to facilitate that roundtable discussion to see what could be done and both parties were feeling very tender and awkward about the situation and nervous about what would happen and fearing the worst but knowing that it was worth fighting for knowing that the the relationships were long term what what they'd been working on together was significant so if things couldn't be resolved that was that had a lot of catastrophic implications so they invited me to come and and the first question was you know would you touch something like that Jamin and and my immediate response was, oh, yeah, I mean, let me in that room. I, I, when two adults want different things, I think that's just where the fun begins. And especially as a dispassionate observer, someone who has no vested interest, the ability to navigate that, uh, you know, I've got no pain there because it's not my conflict, it's someone else's conflict. So that's where it's especially fun. But the point of what I want to talk about today is to help you think about your own conflicts your own pain points and to give you a way of negotiating not compromising of finding a way out the other side to improve the space clean it again and get better than what you've currently got because i think that's the beautiful thing about conflict it's inevitable 
you know, to start off with. If two people agree on everything at all times, well, then one of them's not necessary. So, okay, if you can kind of expect that differences of opinion and sometimes pretty opposite opinions are, are actually natural, healthy, and, and to be desired, well, that's a good start. But then if you can see through it and go, well, then if two people with different ideas and opinions and beliefs and desires can come together and work together, what's possible when those two join forces has, is that they will create something that's never existed before. So you can get something even better than what you've had rather than the fear of we're about to lose the good thing we've got. Really, all you're experiencing is the opportunity, opportunity to get something even better. So I'll, I'll talk you through what I did in that space and how I helped them navigate that. First thing was I just I created a framework that would allow the, would enable them to think new thoughts. I say this all the time: you can't think new thoughts about a subject until you have a new framework to hang those new thoughts on. So I used the four questions to solve every marriage issue, even though this was not a marriage; it was a, a business partnership. But the questions still worked. So here are those four questions. Um, number one, what's our highest common agreement? Number two, can we be adults? Number three, are you treating me like the prize? Number four, who's the one with the problem? So I, I showed them that framework and taught them how it worked and said that typically people argue at the lowest level of disagreement. But if you can chunk up and find the highest agreement, then immediately you realize you are on the same team. At the highest level, you want the exact same thing. And when you can see that, then you can negotiate as teammates rather than fight as enemies. Secondly, uh, are you an adult? It just is a demand to keep the conversation intelligent. Sure, people are emotional. Sure, it's as painful. Sure, there's some stuff that's going to bubble up. But adults have the ability to listen, to understand, to process, to be quiet, uh, to be aware. There's a whole bunch of resources in built into the adult being that children don't have. So to just kind of go, ah, oh, la, 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 I'm not listening, or to talk in a way that pays no heed to what the other person just said, like that's a very childish strategy. If you can keep adult, if you can demand that of each other, you give yourself a good chance of working things out. Um, are you treating me like the prize? Am I showing up like the prize? You know, if you try and negotiate from a place of neediness, uh, don't bother. Turn around now or just be quiet because it's going to go badly. But it is your job to to understand you've got options, that um, this, is, this doesn't have to work, <laughs> that you are delightful, you are valuable, you bring great... Uh, gifts and resources to the relationship and so if the other person ultimately doesn't see that of value that they will lose not you and that's not a gimmick or a game it's just a central part of negotiating if you don't have the price frame you have no power to negotiate from you've got no options um, insecurity leaves you optionless and powerless security means that you you always win uh, and you've got plenty of options and then finally who's the one with the problem and that one's the, the, the funnest of all the four questions just because that's not obvious. It looks like the person suffering is the one... Uh, sorry, it looks like the person who's behaving badly is the one with the problem, but it's actually the one suffering who, who's the one with the problem. You can behave badly and get away with it and have no consequences and therefore no problem. So uh, to create change requires that you enforce a problem and therefore a consequence and increase motivation for change, which is the principle of leverage. 
to go, right, well, I do have the ability to change your tune, to change what you do here, because if you don't, then I can withhold this or do this or not do this. And, you know, we've got some tools to play with here to create change. Uh, so I, I talked about this, then I talked about just creating some rules to, to navigate this, to to highlight the fact that there were certain um, ways of talking to each other in the context of solving this problem that would be blown as a foul, that you would have a timeout that would be called, you would not get away with it. And the value of creating rules for engagement just mean that there's some psychological safety. It's a vulnerable space to share your honesty feelings and to go well this is actually how I feel about this and I know you're not going to like that and I know you might reject me as a result of this but can we create some safety around how we will treat each other's honesty in this space and so no table slapping no name calling no childish behavior like that's those those are outside the boundaries of this game and that's off the court uh, and you know you, you get called for so many fouls and you got to sit out the rest of the game um, so anyway, long story short, um, you know, two hours in that space with those rules and that framework, uh, we're out the other side, and and there was a new a new solution that hadn't existed um, two hours prior. So I don't, I can't think of the last time in my own personal life where I compromised on anything, and and that's a cool thing to reflect on because I think when you come to the table with these tools, then you negotiate and you never compromise. And negotiates always win win. The fear of conflict is that you're going to experience either win loss or loss loss or, or lose lose, yeah whatever. Uh, that there's going to be someone's going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. You both are going to get hurt. Um, but the win-win means that no one gets hurt, you get something better. So when the space is set up cleanly, great framework, great rules, understanding of the expectation that conflict is not uh, a problem, that it's an opportunity, then the, the best thing about this um, you know, reframe of the situation means that now you understand that it is your job and their job to pitch to you, to try and change your mind. That's where this really gets fun. If you, can, if you can understand that there is a space where you will get to pitch and they will get to pitch, then you can relax into that and trust the process. If there's a framework and some ground rules, you understand you're going to get a chance to be heard and they're going to get a chance to be heard. And so then if you're going to be heard, well, then be thoughtful about what you're going to say. Um, present your best idea about why your idea is right and their idea is wrong and and do your best to change their mind. Give them an absolutely wonderful reason to agree with you and to change their tune. And then the same, to pitch you, to change your mind, to help you see the short-sightedness, to help you see where you are wrong, where you could do it better. The fun of that is if you then are both trying to change each other's mind uh, and you understand that the value here is that you could both get something better than you came with. The openness, the humility, the willingness to listen uh, is in, it's increased exponentially. And then the likelihood of negotiating a new outcome becomes realized. So whatever it is that you're going through personally, relationally, works, friend, work, friends, family, intimate partner, kids, if you can take a step back and notice that you may have a natural tendency to fear conflict, to feel that it's something bad and want to run away from it, 
if you can see that there's an opportunity for great fun and great growth and develop your skills around this, it'll change your life forever. Um, more on this is, is in the leverage book. I outline uh, about a bunch of stuff that I've covered here. The key thing being those four questions to solve every relationship issue and the point of negotiating rather than compromising. Uh, if you're in Melbourne this Thursday night, the book launch is uh, has arrived at 6.30 p.m. at Readings State Library. It'd be great to see you there. Otherwise, I'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.